afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elmira and You, the podcast for Elmira Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022, and we're going to do something a little bit different this week. I'm going to let you listen in on the update that was posted to Facebook earlier today. Good morning, Elmira Baptist Church. This is your church update for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. We are almost done with this month of April, headed into a busy May and a busy June. I have good news for you, though. Dr. Fauci announced that we are now out of the acute fulminant accelerated phase of the COVID-19 outbreak. Phew, that only took two years. I have a quote for you today from John Adams, second president of the United States and one of the men that helped in drafting our Constitution in a letter to the Massachusetts militia. He wrote this. He said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And in that same letter, he had a another quote, another word picture. He says, Because we have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion, avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Let me read that again. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Here's what he's saying to these uh, folks. He's saying, listen, our Constitution is designed so that people regulate themselves, so that people exhibit self-discipline and self-control. If we come to a point where people no longer control themselves, our Constitution is like a thin net, and fish may get caught in it, but a whale's going to break right through it. Interesting. We're going to talk more about that in a moment, but let me get to our up to get you up to date here. This coming Sunday, we're going to meet as normal, 945 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, five o'clock for evening worship. And I'm going to start a series that's going to run Sunday morning, Sunday night, the next Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, skip a week, the next Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday for probably much of the month of May. And the Topic is marriage and parenting and family and children. Marriage and family, parenting and children. I know that this can be a difficult topic for those of you that are single or divorced or widowed, but I'm sure that you'll benefit from it. I'm sure you'll benefit from it. And uh, you come on out, see what the Lord will do in in your heart. We're going to start with the foundation for society on Sunday morning. Read Genesis chapter 1. And then we're going to talk about the basics of marriage or marriage basics on Sunday evening. Read Genesis chapter 2. See how easy that is? Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Really, seriously, we're going to go back to the beginning and the way God designed us as human beings and the way God has designed this institution of marriage to support the societies, the, the cultures in which humans find themselves. Again, the goal is to live stream all of these times. But if you can make it out in person, I'm sure you'll benefit from joining us in person on Sunday.
Let's talk a little bit about our upcoming schedule. Connie continues to meet with a group of ladies on 10, at 10.30 on Friday mornings for a Bible study. Come on out tomorrow and be a part of that. And then Sunday, May 1st, begins our 21 Days of John. And as a church, we've been doing this since before I was a we, part of the we. Uh, so I want to keep this tradition going once a year, all of us reading together through the 21 chapters of John. We'll read the chapter of John that corresponds to the day of the month, starting with May 1st, Sunday, May 1st, reading John chapter 1. And I hope that you have a Bible reading schedule that you're using. Please just add this chapter a day to that Bible reading schedule. That's what I'm going to do. I read some from the Old Testament. I read some from Psalms and Proverbs. I read some from the New Testament each day. And in the New Testament, I've worked my way up to uh, 2 Corinthians now. And uh, But I'm just going to add John to it. I've, I read John once already this year. I'm going to read it again. I'm planning to benefit from it as well. So that starts on Sunday. Also Sunday... May 1st, following the evening service, we'll have our church's quarterly business meeting. Sunday, May 8th is Mother's Day. Don't forget that, May 8th. Friday, May 13th is our Star Watch party beginning at 8 o'clock in the evening. And Saturday, May 14th is the Ladies' Spring Tea at 11 o'clock. And ladies, we're asking you to sign up for that so we can plan. Saturday, May 21st is going to be our Men's Work Day we're moving that from the second to the third Saturday of the month to keep that Saturday free for the ladies. So men will meet on Saturday, May 21st to do some work around the church here. And then Sunday, May 22nd, we'll have a food and fellowship. We're calling this one Mom's Favorites and a dessert pie. Bring a dessert pie to, to end that 21 days of John. Then Friday, May 27th is our teen event, and we plan to have the Memorial Day picnic again this will be on Monday, May 30th at Magnolia Park here in Vacaville from 11 o'clock until 3 o'clock. And look for more information about that in your bulletin or in future announcements. We still have a verse of the week that we are working on. This one is from 1 Corinthians 15, 17, where he says, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins emphasizing the importance of the resurrection to our faith. I'm always amazed, surprised, it just astounds me that liberal scholars, they call themselves Bible scholars, but they deny the truth of the Bible. They often start by attacking the resurrection. We know Christ didn't come back to life because dead people don't come back to life. Well, if you believe that, you can just take the whole Bible and set it aside. There's nothing in here for you. Because the entire superstructure of the Bible is predicated on God keeping his word. And God promised that his Holy One would not see corruption. Jesus said, the third day I will rise again. And our whole faith is predicated, is built, is dependent on that truth that Jesus has risen from the dead. Let's look at a, a verse that I came across in my reading this week been thinking about this, 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1 says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Think about what is being suggested there. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. It was rare. It wasn't common. 
They really didn't know what the Lord was saying or what the vision was. Now, remember, starting back with Moses, even the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, had visions from the Lord, were led by the Lord. Skip over their time in Egypt, come now to Moses, who led them out of Egypt. He had a direct line with God. In fact, God said, Moses, my servant, is not like my other prophets. He speaks to me face to face. So they had a direct line to God during that time of Moses. Joshua, of course, the judges, also speaking in God's behalf, prophets during that time. But here we've come to the the end of the book of Judges, really working our way into the monarchy. And Eli is an old man. He's becoming literally blind. And spiritually, we see blindness, very poor judgment on Eli's part. His two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, of course, they're very wicked, very wicked. They're not hearing from the Lord. And Samuel, he's still a boy. The Lord has not yet revealed himself to Samuel. And so the word of God was precious in those days. It was rare. We noticed when we lived in Mongolia that there was a very different Mongolian mindset than the American mindset. A lot of that's cultural. But when you have a culture that is built on the word of God, there's a reverence for and a respect for the word of God. There's an understanding that this is the word of God. It changes how people in that culture think. And where that is absent, boy, it has a big effect. Let me give you an easy to understand example. We believe lying to be wrong. We believe that truth is right. It's right to tell the truth. It's wrong to lie to people. Why? Well, because the Bible tells us, one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not bear false witness. Colossians, lie not one to another, seeing you've put off the old man with his deeds. And so our culture, our society, Americans typically say lying is bad. In fact, if people will squirm if they have to tell a lie and try to justify, well, I told it because I didn't want to hurt people, because we assume that telling the truth is what's right and telling the lie is what's wrong. We noticed in Mongolia that it wasn't that same sense of truth and error. Now, they knew the difference between telling the truth and lying, but lying was very common. People just told you lies, looked at you right in the eyes and said something that they knew wasn't true. They did that for a lot of reasons, but one of the results was there were no personal checks in Mongolia. Now, there were business checks, a little bit different, and you, you could go get what you might call a money order where the bank would say, yes, we have this much in, this man has this much in his account, and we're holding on to it until you come and claim it. But there weren't personal checks. Why? Because you couldn't trust people. Change all of society. Imagine now, I know we do everything online, but those of you that have lived long enough, you paid your bills in the 80s and the 90s by writing out a check. You say, how did you do that in Mongolia? Well, we literally went to the bank with cash in our hands to pay our electric bill. We went to the bank with cash in our hands to pay an HOA fee where we were. We went to the bank with cash in our hands to pay our water bill. That's how everything was done. You want to buy a big piece of furniture? Well, better get a big wad of cash in your pocket. The problem for American society is that the word of the Lord is becoming rare. It's less common today to hear someone quote from the Bible and other people have a respect for that. You know, what's funny is for us, it's not that we lack access to the word of God. 
It's that we simply ignore what the Bible has to say to us. It's not that we don't have a Bible to read. It's that we just don't read it. Can you imagine that? But let me ask you, how much have you read in the last week? Not just how much have you read, like, I'm going to read 10 chapters a day and it's going to do something for me. How much did you profit from your reading? What have you found in your reading this week that blessed you, that convicted you, that encouraged you, that led you in the right direction, that said, hey, don't go this way anymore? How much have you read for profit? If I were to say to you, I need you to prepare just a five, 10 minute lesson from your Bible reading this past week to share with one-on-one -on -one with someone, or maybe a small group, two, three people. Now, some of you would be intimidated by the teaching aspect, but do you even have material from your personal reading that you could bless others with? Or is the word of the Lord rare with you, precious, not very common? You can change that. You can pick up your Bible. You can read. You can profit from it. I hope that you will. This has been Almira and you for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Join us this Sunday, 945 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, 5 o'clock for evening worship, and then we'll follow that up with a quarterly business meeting after that evening worship. We meet at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me next week for another edition of Elmira and You. And don't forget to read your Bible for personal profit today and every day.